is Meerkat, joined alongside by some guy named Steve, Stevie Richie, Richie Stevenson, whatever the hell you want to call him. Steve <laughs> is what I know him by at this point. We're back, folks. We are back. I'm so excited to be talking NFL futures as we get ready for this NFL season. You saw me and Steve last year doing a show every week, giving out picks, all that stuff. I mean, we did a lot of future shows. We're both busy yeah. men now. Shout out to Steven <laughs> Adams. So we didn't do a ton of future shows, but we got a loaded one for you guys today. We are going to give out each our favorite win total from every division, our favorite player prop from every division and go over every major award so we got a lot of nice futures coming for you guys today i'm just excited to talk football gambling oh. on football we are so close to it i know we had college football the past weekend yeah but i'm week an nfl zero. guy through and through week zero it week was zero, week zero. yeah Week zero is meh, but still, I'm just an NFL guy through and through, so I'm so happy. Steve, how the hell are we? I'm so happy to be back. We're here to talk football about, again, I cannot wait. Do you know how excited I get for the football season and Meerkat? And Meerkat, I just want to preface it by saying I am a defending Super Bowl champion, baby, and I get to face off against the Bills to start the season. How could it be any better? Rams, Bills, week one. Come on now. It's going to be the perfect start to a football season. Now, these are, let's, let disclaimer, these are non-biased picks. Don't you worry. I'm not going to be in here with my Rams bias. Meerkat definitely won't be in here with this Bills bias. We're Stop. here to get you all free money because there's so much. There's so much possibilities to get free money on the board. And I cannot wait, Meerkat. I, I just want to dive into it. I just want to talk football again. We haven't talked football in so long. I can't wait. Yep, you, you hit the nail on the head. And, yeah, we get that nice little start, your Rams, my Bills, to kick off the season. It's going to be incredible. And I told Steve before this, no Josh Allen, no Bills, none of that. I'm not I'm not taking biased Bills picks. Steve might be a little biased on one of his picks. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see it coming we'll up. Yeah, we'll I, saw, I saw the picks. I know what he's going to take. So <laughs> let's get right into it. Kicking it off, we're going to go into win totals first. Win totals. Let me get that banner up because I forgot the first banner already. <laughs> uh, let's go into the AFC East first. For I mean, obviously, Bill's division at this point. But Dolphins making a lot of moves. Jets making yeah. a lot of moves. A lot of question marks at quarterback. And, oh, yeah, the New England Patriots just won the playoffs with a rookie or made it to the playoffs with a rookie Mac Jones. So, interesting. A lot of moving pieces. Yeah, it's definitely one of those divisions that I think is kind of outside of the Bills question marks with three teams, whether it's good or bad, right? You have the Dolphins making a ton of splashes in free agency, including getting Tyreek Hill, another deep threat. But the big question mark there surrounds with Tua. You have the Jets, who a lot of people said won the NFL draft. They absolutely killed it with the NFL draft. But who knows what Zach Wilson is going to be now? You have Joe Flacco starting. It's, it's going to get messy for the the Jets and then you got the Patriots who Mr. Bill Belichick the Patriots they're good every single year Meerkat I'll be honest with you I looked at this roster and I go it's not a playoff team I know we shouldn't be doubting Bill Belichick and I'm the one who says this every year never doubt Billy B but I look at this roster it's so underwhelming I don't think it's a talented roster so that's why Meerkat I'm going under 
with my win total for the Patriots under eight and a half. I don't uh, see nine wins on the schedule. And I know I'm predicting Billy B to have a losing record if it goes under eight and a half, but that's right where we're going. Matt Jones was all right last year, but he didn't do anything spectacular. He kind of had a lot of scripted offensive plays, a lot of dump downs, and it was fine. It worked. But his receiving core this year is Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers. Those guys have just been underachieving their entire career. You lose your best lineman in Shaq Mason. You lose your best corner with J.C. Jackson. And then you lose down to Hightower as well. I just don't see this roster being that talented. So I'm going under with the Patriots. And I think the Dolphins can be good. That's why I like the Patriots to go under, because I think the Dolphins can be solid. I think the Jets have a lot of moving parts. I think they could be sneaky, maybe not a dumpster fire like they've been the past couple seasons. And then the Bills are a wagon. The Bills are a 13-14 win potential team this year. So I have to find an under somewhere in this division. I think it's going to be the mm -hmm. Patriots. We're already flashing heads. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, I don't disagree with a lot of things you've said. I do like Zach Wilson. I do like Tua. I think they I, – I want to believe the Dolphins and Jets as – I'm unbiased Meerkat right now. I want to yeah. believe as a football fan these teams are able to take the next step. But one thing I know for sure is Bill Belichick and fading him have never, ever, ever been good for me. It's <laughs> never worked out for me. Eight and a half is disgustingly low. I know they lost a ton of pieces, but I do kind of like some of the moves they made this offseason. It's going to be interesting to see how the offensive pl plays out with the coordinator situation. But Bill Belichick has won at least 10 games or nine games or more every single year since 2000, other than the Cam Newton year a few years ago, which – that was a shit show. And there's a lot more stability. Cheers. <laughs> there's a there's a lot more stability with Mac Jones heading into his second season. I know it wasn't oh he wasn't a world beater as a rookie or anything, but he still won ten games. He still went to the playoffs. He got that experience and he did show some stuff here and there. He beat the Bills. Doesn't matter if he threw or not. Mac Jones is already five hundred or not five five hundred in the regular season against the Bills. We'll we'll give him that. But I don't. I'm not rooting for the Patriots. Do I think they're more than a 10-win team? No, but I think they're going to win nine or ten for sure. It's just the amount of stability they have, and I just refuse to fade Bill Belichick. But we'll head into the AFC North next. We got the big, big headline is the quarterback situation yeah. with you know Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky there in Pittsburgh, and another quarterback starting to draw more and more headlines, especially being outspoken on Twitter with Lamar still not being paid. Um, we're gonna be talking more Lamar later. Just you wait. Oh. But AFC North right now, I'm going with the Steelers over seven and a half. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, but at minus one hundred five, nearly you know even money. This is this is way too low, way too low. They have enough on their offense despite the quarterback situation. Either of these quarterbacks, I think, are fine. I don't know if either are going to be great, but whatever happens with quarterback, if there's changes throughout the year, whatever, I'm sure there's going to be. There's enough on the offense to carry them. The, the offensive line isn't the worst. The receivers, incredible as always. I like Fryermuth as well at tight end there. Can do a lot between blocking and receiving. Najee is Najee. Everybody loves Najee. He, he, he's Derrick Henry light. Yeah. Um, so they have enough. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. So I'm just going to have to go with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers over seven and a half. Very disrespectful there. 
I, I like that pick. That that was one I was actually considering because the Steelers, they're just, they always seem to be a decent team. Even when it's the bad Steelers years, they're solid, and I love their weapons. You know how much I love Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool is great. I think that's a great pick. The Steelers have a great defense. I'm just concerned with the quarterback situation. I don't really like going into a season not knowing who your quarterback is. And my team, they know who their quarterback is. He does need to get paid, Meerkat, and I think he'll earn it this year. I'm going with the Ravens over 10.5 wins. Listen, the Ravens won 8-9 and nine last year. I get it. It was a bad year, but they had the most injuries out of any team in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, and they drafted Kyle Hamilton, who both you and I love. Kyle Hamilton, I think, is going to be the defensive player from this class. He was, and I hate Notre Dame. Let me just say, I hate Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton was incredible for Notre Dame. He was a ball hawking safety all over the field. He's attacking safety. He's going to help the secondary so much, and then on the offensive side of the ball Lamar Jackson missed five games last year people just forget that he missed five games when he plays he's pretty damn good 37 and 12 as a starting quarterback John Harbaugh another one of those coaches who does not have bad seasons especially in back-to-back years and you have the Ravens that finally have a full season of Rashad Bateman who was banged up last year J.K. Dobbins he may miss the first or second week we'll see but he should be there for the whole year they're going to be back to their bread and butter of a running offense where they could use Mark Andrews where they could use Bateman and I love the Ravens over 10 and a half wins because not only are they you know a very good team when Lamar Jackson starts for their at quarterback they are playing a last place division schedule that is one of my favorite things about the Ravens they're playing the New York Giants this year the Jets the Jaguars they play the Browns twice the Steelers twice which I think you could split there they play the Patriots and the NFC South, the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers, take the Bucks out of it. They're better than three of those four teams already. Even if they lose the games they're expected to, I think the Ravens can get to 11 wins easy. And we've seen Baltimore Ravens teams in the past Marquette, just go nuclear with this running offense. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh's a great coach. Lamar's a great quarterback. When you have two elite quarterback and coaches, I'm just going to trust that team with my life. I'm going with the Ravens over 10 and a half. Yeah, there's just no chance they're as injured as last year. I love Lamar this season. He's pissed off. He's got a lot to prove, and I'm a huge Lamar guy. Next up, though, AFC South. Honestly, not a not a ton of you know craziness going on in this division. We have Matt Ryan now as the Colts quarterback, but I think they're just going to interchange thirty plus year old dudes in and out, you know, forever. Uh, As long as Frank Reich's coach and they have Jonathan Taylor, Uh, we have the Texans. You know young team heading into this year titans titans we got malik willis nipping at Tannehill's ass hopefully in the jaguars with you know doug peterson heading in to a year with trevor lawrence who i'm deep i'm deeming this trevor lawrence is a rookie this year yes you didn't agree that team was so fucked and fuck urban so bad and it was just so bad trevor lawrence is a rookie this year we're giving him the benefit of the doubt i really want to take the jags win total over but i'm going to go with the other bottom feeder there we're going texans over four and a half minus 120 i've joked with you about it before but davis mills brevin jordan nico collins and damian pierce are going to be like 
the future of NFL elite offenses within the next three years. I, I like what these guys are doing. Mills Mafia is the real deal. Obviously, shit to get bad against the Bills. Everyone wants to talk about the bad performances and his long neck, but not how he closed out the season and how he probably was the best quarterback at least on the field playing and look the best out of all the rookies last year. And people rank him as the fifth or sixth guy out of that class, which is insanity. Davis Mills is going to be a NFL quarterback for the next decade, a starting NFL quarterback. He might not be a top 10 guy, but he is going to be one of those guys in the middle of the pack who sticks around. He can get it done. And uh, I love Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith's a goat. At least it's not Bill O'Brien or some shit. Yeah. It's a dude. It's, you know, it's a it's a player's coach. Yes. Which I, and that team needed, and it's a good dude who has a good you know vibe around him that brings a good culture with him, and that's what that team needs more than anything, especially with all these young guys. And the whole AFC South isn't anything to be that scared of. The Colts are the Colts, obviously, but I think the Titans, I've said the past two years, this is the year the Titans take a step back. And the Jaguars, I do like Trevor Lawrence as a rookie this year, but he's going to have some growing pains as a rookie, mm-hmm. new head coach, all that. So I'm not fully sold on them. I think Texans over four and a half is a lock. I think you do too. I mean, we had a fade off in the AFC East with the Patriots. I'm, the complete opposite here. We're going to have – we're on the same side, Meerkat. I love the Texans over four and a half. I mean, five wins in the 17-game season is not that hard to get to. That's a 5-12 and 12 record, and you cash the over there. And you brought up – They can get three or four all, in the division, yeah. yeah. You brought up pretty much all the points I was going to bring up. Davis Mills played well at the end of the year. He was the best rookie of the final month or two stretch of the rookie QBs. And I love Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is the most underrated receiver in the NFL. He just does what he needs to do every year. Nico Collins is great. You know I like Brevin Jordan, too. And all these fantasy guys are raving about Damian Pierce. Well, if you're going to rave about Damian Pierce, he has to do something for you to rave about him. So they're expecting him to have a good year. So if the Texans have a decent enough offense, I think they can get to five wins. They're playing the Jags twice. I, I think they can beat the Jags. We also forget, too, this bad Texans team from last year. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Titans. They are going to luck into some of those wins. They're not expected to win. They also play the Bears and the Giants, who I think will be two of the worst teams in football. They play the the Washington Commanders, who I don't think are any good. And then they play the Browns after this bullshit Deshaun Watson 11-game suspension to come back and face his former team. You don't think that they have that already circled on their schedule, that they just want to kick the shit out of them? I, I, I love the Texans this year. I think the Texans are not going to be a playoff team, but I think they're going to be a better than a four-win team, especially in what I think is the weakest division of football. I'm not buying into the Colts. I don't think the Titans are going to be the same Titan-level team they have in the past couple of years. And I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, but the Jaguars' defense is probably the worst, if not the second-worst defense in football. I think four-and-a-half wins is kind of an insult to have this line so, so low with there's other teams totals that are six and a half seven and a half i'm like the texans are probably better than them so i'm with you texans over four and a half like i said five and twelve in the caches like how, how many teams can you say that about? i'm throwing that i'm throwing l word on i think this is i only have two l words out of all these futures i'm throwing l word on this i'm marking it down l word all right just just a little personal note there uh afc west to close out the afc win totals next 
A lot of shit going on in this division. Yeah, this, this division is probably going to be the most fun. exciting division it's in gonna football. Be it's going to be must-watch television every single week. Obviously, we have Russell Wilson riding Broncos country. Let's ride. We got them. Broncos going to be dangerous. Finally have a quarterback for that offense. Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders are a good team. Good team. And now they have Josh McDaniels, who I like a lot. And mm-hmm. they have Devontae Adams together with Derek Carr, Hunter Renfrow. A lot of things going on there and a good defense overall. And then, oh, yeah, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. It's yeah. like, wow, there's a lot going on in this division. You didn't, you met, forgot to mention one guy, Patrick Mahomes. I don't care who else is on the roster. Patrick Mahomes is in that division too. It's it's crazy, man. There's so Long many. Mahomes and Reed were fine. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have Mahomes and Reed. That's the elite QB, elite coach combo that I like to see in the teams. If you have that, you're fine. Meerkat, you're going to, you know what? You, you can clip this. I'm going to regret it. I know I am. I'm doing it for about the fifth, sixth straight year. I'm falling in love with the Chargers team again, and, and I can't help myself. I can no longer help myself about the Los Angeles Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. He threw for 5,000-plus yards last year, 38 touchdowns, but it's not the offense. I know they have a great offense. We know that. You have Herbert. You have Eckley. You got Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen, and I really like Josh Palmer to take a big step up this year. They added to the offensive line, which is what, something they needed to do. And then they added a couple guys on defense, J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, who are both superstars. A corner, a shutdown corner in J.C. Jackson. You have an elite pass rusher in Khalil Mack. Derwin James is healthy right now. Bosa's healthy right now. Khalil Mack's healthy right now. Now, I know what happens with the Chargers the previous couple of years. They, they get plagued by injuries. They lose games they shouldn't, like to Texas last year. And then the bonehead game against the Raiders, which uh, they called the timeout. I think they're pissed. I think Herbert's pissed. I think they've he's seen all the love that Burrow got, all the shine, going to the Super Bowl last year where there were no expectations, and the Chargers has kind of fallen short of expectations every year. That's not falling on Herbert. He's an elite quarterback. He's a top five quarterback in the league. The line right now is over 10. I don't like those round numbers. I'll take it over 10 and a half. I don't care. Over 10 is minus 140, a little juicy. I would love it to get to 10 and a half because I'll still take it because I think the Chargers are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL this year. On paper, they may have the best roster and they have a top five quarterback. I just, I understand why people aren't all in on them because they break their heart every single year. But Meerkat, I'm right back in it. Let let the Chargers hurt me again. I'm willing to get hurt by them because I look at this team and it just screams elite team that can make a possible Super Bowl run. Yeah, as long as the coaching is there, as long as the injuries don't pile up, they are going to be absolutely lethal. I'm just scared of everything in that division right now. <laughs> so it's, it's like I didn't know which way to turn. And so I'm going with a team that I still think is underrated and their win total a bit low there with the Raiders over eight and a half wins. I'm going on the season. I just love the Raiders in this cannibalistic division. I think they are a team that is going to find ways to pull out close wins. The Chargers the past two years have lost a record amount yes. of, you know, six point three point games. The Chargers are a team that can't close out. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes can close out. Yes, but now he he, he lost one of his closers. The mm-hmm. offensive line's a bit better. The defense isn't there. I, I just I think they might regress a little bit, and 
I love that the Broncos playmakers are getting a quarterback, but I don't see the Broncos coming out as with Russell Wilson as like a 13 win team in this division, a 12 win right. team. So the Raiders over eight and a half just feels right to me. And I already know what's going to happen. Josh McDaniels is going to coach the shit out of the Raiders for the next three years, have this insane offense. Bill Belichick's going to retire, and Josh McDaniels is going to go take the throne in New England in three years. Mark this down 2026 Meerkat. You got, this right, buddy. you got you got this right, buddy. This can go viral on Twitter in four years. Let's go. I mean, so if you think the Raiders are going over, does that mean you don't think they're coming in last in the division, right? Because that's what the no. win totals have them at. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't think they. I think I think the Raiders probably finish second in this division. Okay. Now I know this is crazy, and I'm not making this claim personally, but can you see realistic scenario where the Chiefs come in last in this division? One thousand percent. Yeah, I can see I the Raiders. I honestly, what my gut says, this division is going to be like Chargers one, Raiders two, Chiefs three, Broncos four, Chiefs four, Broncos three. I think uh, Raiders and Chargers are both double-digit win teams pretty easily this year, even with how cannibalistic the division is going to be. I think the worst team in the division could potentially be like a nine and eight team, which is crazy to say that the winning records, the worst team in the division, but that's, I think what we kind of have it set up for this year, but I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think if any team in this division, if it's eight and a half, I would take the over. Cause I think these are all good football teams that are, can have a winning record. So I, I don't mind that. I'm not the highest on the Raiders. I know you're always higher on the Raiders than I am, but the logic behind it is very sound. Yeah, and I, I just – I like the Raiders. I don't know. I like Derek Carr. I really I like, like Derek Carr. Uh, I really like that offense. I love Darren Waller. Hunter Renfrow is incredible. I don't think he takes that much of his – Renfro. I said Renfrow. Um, I suck at talking. I'm great at talking. I'm terrible <laughs> at speaking. I have recently, you know, come to that conclusion. But – I just like the Raiders. I just do. But let's move on to the NFC. NFC win total times. We'll kick it off with the NFC least. <laughs> no one's ever made that joke before. Um, <laughs> we have the Commanders, the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys. I don't love any of these teams this nope. year. I think we are going to see another shit show. I think we're going to see another eight, nine win team win this Absolutely. division. But it's, gonna, it's just <laughs> going to happen. And this year's playing out for it to happen like more than ever. And so, you know, I have to take it under. You got to take it under in the NFC East. The Absolutely. NFC I just, I can't believe I just came up with that. That was really good. Yeah, you're that, so smart. Really I've never good. heard that before. Right? Yeah. Um, we're going with the Giants under seven and a yeah. half. It's, it's a, it's juicy. It's minus. It's parlay fodder. It's minus one forty five. It makes no sense. It it, makes how no is sense. it seven and a half? It's seven and a half. That's absurd. Even <laughs> Vegas is like, this is stupid. We're gonna put out a stupid window to bait people in so that either they lose taking the over yeah. or making them lay down minus one forty five juicy mm-hmm. for scumbags. But. I don't know. It's my first under I'm taking out of all these win totals. It's like the meme. It's like, oh, mom, can I have the bills? It's like, no, honey, we have the bills at home, and it's the fucking (laughs) Giants. It's John Feliciano knocking out his own teammates. Fucking punches being thrown with coaches. Danny Dimes sucks. He just does. <laughs> Give up on this dude. Get Kadarius Tony out of there because he's the only like redeeming light on this team. Who and, knows uh, if he like, He gets hurt every game. He's he's yeah, been hurt three separate times in the preseason. He's, he's the guy from SpongeBob. I have paper skin and glass bones, but like I, I just Daniel Jones sucks. He they're gonna win four games, maybe. 
First off, I, I am insulted that the Texans line is four and a half and the Giants are seven and a half. With Vegas thinking that the Giants are three points better than the Texans makes no sense to me. <laughs> Secondly, they are starting two rookie offensive linemen. That is not good when you have an elite quarterback behind the line. You have Daniel Jones who already makes enough mistakes behind that offensive line. I can't stand this team. They have a terrible, terrible secondary, and I don't love their receivers. Kadarius Tony is always hurt. Sterling Shepard is always hurt. Kenny Galladay, I haven't seen a player get like more hate for how bad he's looked in camp this season than Kenny Galladay. They go, it's like he doesn't want to play football anymore. He he was called Baby Megatron less than three years ago on the Lions, and now it's like he doesn't want to play football. That speaks a lot about this Giants team, and really the only elite player they have on both sides of the ball is Saquon Barkley, but we've seen what happens to these running backs when they have to overcome injury after injury. So I am completely with you under seven and a half. It makes no sense to me that it's this high. This is also a team where I would look at alternate win totals because I would go even lower than that. I think the Giants are like a three, four win team. I think I think they're a team that can have the first pick and I would not be shocked at all at this if the NFL draft next season. I, I don't understand how it's seven and a half wins. I think the only logic behind it is the division is so bad and they're going to beat up on each other. They may split games here and the Giants don't play a strong schedule. They play weak teams, but it doesn't matter if you play weak teams, if you're weaker than all of them. So give me the Giants under seven and a half. Meerkat, we're agreeing now, which is weird. We, yeah, we're agreeing. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to continue, but we're agreeing. We are agreeing, but you gotta you gotta fade the Giants in this situation, and that that NFC least it's it's not gonna be pretty. I want a seven eight win team to make oh, the some want- way somehow again. That was just it's just pure bliss when you get that absolute garbage record coming out of the NFC East. Washington Commanders win it with a six ten and one record. <laughs> You got to have a tie in there. If you're going to win yeah. the NFC least, you got to tie at some point during the season. It, it's going to be something m- disgusting but miraculous and beautiful <laughs> at the same time. But we're going to move on. Uh, NFC North, you want to kick us off? No, I don't because I, I, I do this every year and I get upset. I'm taking the Vikings over and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this so much because everywhere I look, everyone's like, oh, Vikings, sleeper pick to win the division, sleeper pick to go to the playoffs. And it's like, I'm like, I'm right there with you. And I hate it because I don't want to be right there with everyone. When the public's always on the same dog, that dog never wins the division. They always disappoint and the Vikings always disappoint. But I'm doing this for one man and one man only. Meerkat. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, and I'm done with the Kirk Cousins. He's a top five, top eight, even top ten elite quarterback, but he's a good quarterback, and he's been good in Minnesota, and everyone gives him so much crap for it, but the defense has been the reason, and I think their defense is going to be a little bit better this year. It can't be any worse than it's been the past two years. The Vikings have one of the best receiving rooms in the entire NFL. Justin Jefferson may be the best overall receiver. Delvin Cook's fantastic. Irv Smith Jr. is going to be healthy this year, which is a huge help. I hope. 
and Adam and well, yeah, and Adam Thielen is another great option for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has 124 touchdowns to just 36 picks in his four years with the Vikings, and they've been kind of right around a 500, slightly above it his whole career. But that's with a horrible defense, a bottom 10 defense for the past two years. It's not going to be that bad, and I love their schedule too. One of my big things when I go for win totals is I want to see if there are. You know, you're going over nine and a half for the Vikings. You want to see if you can find 10 wins on the schedule. They play the Lions and Bears twice. You could, if you want to say they split with one of those teams, fine. They're winning at least three of four. They play the Jets, the Patriots. Guess who? The Giants, the Washington Commanders, the Saints. Even you could throw the Cardinals in there. I think I just don't. It's not a bad, tough schedule. I think the Vikings are a good team. I don't know if they win the division, but I think they're going to be a team that's fighting for the wild card. I think they're going to have a really good offense, and I'll take them over nine and a half. I, it, it's going to probably be a Kirk Cousins 10 and 7 year, but hey, that's still an over, right? It's still an over, and I, I don't disagree with you on Kirk Cousins. Um, he's like in the crowd with Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, where it's like, hey, they're actually – like good, good quarterbacks, but we just like to shit on them. I agree with there, um, but they're but they're just people I hate. I don't want them. Other than Derek, I, I've gone one eighty on Derek Carr. See, you uh, have Derek, I have Kirk, and I think they're similar quarterbacks. I think skill yeah. set they're similar, but those are our guys. Hundred percent. Uh, but I'm gonna go with a play I hate. I hate this Uh-oh. so much. I hate this. <laughs> you want parlay fodder? We just talked about the Giants minus one forty. I'm going oh, with minus no. one fifty. Packers over ten and a half. Absolutely no value there. No value <laughs> no. taking a team to win eleven games in a tough division that people think is, are gonna regress a bit at minus one fifty odds. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's like me eating my mighty taco on the way home today and spilling it all over my shirt. What could go wrong? Uh, I'm definitely not going to spill my taco meat on my shirt to the no. Packers over here. But we have a fully unlocked Aaron Rodgers. By unlocked, I mean he has done so many fucking drugs this offseason. He's going to be another human being. There's no chance he's even the same consciousness in that head. And as long as he still has his quarterback skills, I don't care. You know, he's going to be another MVP caliber season. And they lost some guys here and there. But I love their offense still. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, even Kylan Hill are just a great little trio there running back alan lazard i know we're both high on sammy watkins bringing in you have 87 year old randall cobb primed to get 120 targets and then they draft christian watson and romeo dobbs i still like amaria rogers there's a lot to like on that offense even though aaron Rodgers does not like these young receivers he still has his old man pretty much said to the media these guys fucking suck and i hate them um I'm, so it's good you know you spent the second and third round pick on Watson and Dub was Romeo's third might have been a fourth fourth I think um, it was fourth fourth uh, fourth but regardless they have a lot of talent there it's Aaron Rodgers and the defense is pretty good it's nothing elite it's nothing scary but they're pure defense that can be carried by a good offense um so I gotta take the Packers here Just Aaron Rodgers will be playing a little bit like a bully he's gonna be playing like a 
I listened to the Joe Rogan interview. It was incredible. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in that dude's brain. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I'll say with that is just don't fade Aaron Rodgers. He's proved year in, year out that he will always he will always get to that win total. The Packers, every year, I'm like, how the how did the Packers win 13 games? How did they win 13 this year? How are the Packers good? It's like, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP. Like, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers... They're gonna be a good team. Ten and a half. I, I do. PG. I do like it. PG. <laughs> PG's that boy. Um, we have. We already moved. I don't know if you heard our NFCs talk. PG. I hope you didn't. Don't watch. Yeah, please don't watch uh, it. But we. Neither of us were mean to the Cowboys. We. Sure. We just were really mean to the Giants. And I'm gonna um, be nice to the Cowboys later. A little preview. Nice to the Cowboys later. Ooh. Okay. Okay. A little teaser there. A little teaser. But next up, we got the NFC South. I mean. I don't want to talk about those divisions. This is like my least favorite division in football, so I'm just going to get into my pick. Uh, I'm taking. Wait, wait. Let me check the. Let me check the records because we might be aligned here too. Oh yeah, we are. We are aligned. Yeah. Here. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're me and Steve got the same one here. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pa- Panthers over five and a half at plus money. We just took the worst value on the board. I took the worst value on the board with the Packers to win at least eleven at minus one fifty. So we're going to take the Panthers. Uh, to win seven at least plus money i don't know how this is plus money i really like this offense i love baker mayfield shout out the pg oklahoma boy baker mayfield build him a statue in carolina because they are going to win at least eight games this year baker's gonna have a bounce back season more to come on that later and i love his weapons on offense he's got a lot going on there but especially some of his young guys with tommy tremble um um What's his name? What's his name? LSU receiver from last year. Terrace Marshall. Oh, I like, yeah. uh, obviously, um, I like Shai Smith as well, too. He didn't get much shine last year. They just got Chanel, too. They just got They just got, got they traded, for, they, they traded yeah. for LaVisca, who I loved, but mm-hmm. Urban Meyer stains all over him. I so throw that year. Player. Every Jaguars player tossed last year out the door. Just burn it. Burn <laughs> that year. Uh, but if McCaffrey can stay healthy, uh, they're going to be absolutely lethal on offense. And I know Matt Rule is an idiot, but I don't know. Smart offensive guy. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I, I do think he is a smart offensive guy, and I really yeah. love the weapons. DJ Moore, I think, is probably the most underrated receiver in football heading into this year. The only reason people don't love him in fantasy football is because he doesn't score touchdowns, but he does everything else. And Christian McCaffrey, I'm tired. Oh, he's hurt. He's hurt. Every running back gets hurt. I don't care. when If he's healthy, and that's what they're saying, he's healthy coming into this year. He is a weapon. Has he never been better? Ball. He, yeah, exactly, right? You hear it every time, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Panthers as well. I love Baker Mayfield. I've always loved Baker Mayfield since he was drafted. And I really do believe that he was playing through an injury last year. I, some of the like games he played, it, it was bad. It was really bad for Baker. But I think we're going to see a totally new Baker Mayfield, a Baker Mayfield that will make people remember why he was taken first overall. I love this team over six and a half. And once again, Meerkat, it's a bad division. We don't really know what to expect with the Saints. New coach, you have Jameis. We're not really sure there you have the falcons who i think are just blatantly tanking they're starting marcus mariota i do not care if marcus mariota's look great in the preseason the falcons are willingly starting him they're clearly tanking and then the buccaneers yeah they got tom brady they're probably gonna be good but 
you know, at some point, at some point, Tom Brady has to fall off. I'm not claiming he will this year because I will never claim that because he just never will. But I think the Panthers are the second-best team in this division. I really do believe that. I think six-and-a-half wins at plus money is insulting. And once again, look at their schedule. Falcons twice. They played the Browns. They played the Giants and the Seahawks. They played the Lions and the Saints twice. They can split in those division games. As long as they win against the four teams they play outside of the division, they're hitting that win total easy. I like the Panthers, too. I, I don't know why we're agreeing so much right now. I don't love that. It's not good. Hey, hey, Panthers might be, they might be my favorite win total prop of any of the uh, teams we're going over today. Yeah, it, it's up there. I'm not putting the L word on them. I already no, threw one no. of those out, but... But I love Baker. I love their weapons. And, yeah, I think that in the division with so many question marks, they have a good shot there. Last up, though, in the NFC, the NFC West, uh, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, because it's actually not going to be a Rams pick, believe it or not. Isn't that shocking? But it is going no to be an Rams. under. It is going to be an under for a team in the division. Meerkat, this is plus money. It's plus 115. So, you know, you've been laying a little bit of juice with some of the props we've given out earlier. This one total, you're getting a little back. Plus 115 Seahawks under five and a half wins. This team is tanking. I, I don't um, – the Seahawks are not going they're, – they're going to have the first pick. If, if Maybe the Giants, I'm not sure, but the Seahawks are a 2-3 win team. They're between Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and I love DK Metcalf. I love Tyler Lockett, but those are not receivers that can thrive with bad quarterbacks. They need a good, accurate deep ball thrower to – be successful in the NFL, and that's the opposite of what they have. Geno Smith and Drew Locke are the quarterbacks you bring in when you want to take. And guess who? You got Bryce Young. You got C.J. Stroud just waiting in the wings for this coming draft. The Seahawks probably have their eyes on them. I, 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 I don't understand how it's five and a half. The Cardinals are a better team, and you know I hate the Cardinals. I think the 49ers are going to be a good team. And, oh, yeah, the Rams, they won the Super Bowl last year. They brought back, you know, pretty much the same team lost a few pieces added a few other ones I, I i don't understand how the seahawks are at five and a half i think this team goes well under that i think they're a two three one team i think they're the worst team in football and it's not just the offensive side with a bad offensive line with two running backs that can't stay on the field and geno smith the drew lock quarterback it's the defense too they lost their heart and soul on the defensive side of the ball with bobby wagner they have probably the worst secondary in football and Look at Vegas, too. The Seahawks don't play the toughest schedule, but they're only favored in four games. And in two of those games, it's basically a pick them. They're a one-point favorite. Vegas is telling you right now with the opening lines, this team's going to be bad. And I think it's only going to get worse as the year goes on. Yeah, I I really wanted to take this. It's very low, and I agree with you. Um, they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. It's, it, it almost feels like a tank. Like. <laughs> It really almost feels like a take. I uh, got to feel bad for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf because yeah. the top, a top, top receiver deal yes. there. And I'm a wide receiver guy. I don't know if you, if you didn't listen last year, you don't know, but we love our receivers. every receiver prop. I can take every yeah. young receiver. In the NFL I love Stevie sees my works uh, <laughs> dynasty team receiver, receiver. So I have like 10 receivers under the age of 25. I'm it's all about the receivers. It's, it's all, all about the receivers. receivers, big receiver guy. 
but talk about a messy receiver room and another under. I'm going with this. This feels this feels rotten. Going with the Cardinals under eight and a half wins. Oh, I like it. I That's like tough. it. It's tough. I it's like a it. weird one, but I, I I am being a bit biased, but I do I like Cliff. this. I hate hate, hate, hate Cliff. Cliff. I don't love their defense. They have some, you know, kind of splashy guys there with Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, and then J.J. Watt, who, hey, J.J., you're getting a little old there. Uh, Their running back situation isn't the best with Daryl Williams and James Conner. James Conner, I'm not a fan of. He, nope. I made fun of Josh Jacobs earlier for being, like, two touchdowns but has 45 yards on 14 carries type dude. It, that James Conner is that guy. Yes. Um, but their offensive line is not awe-inspiring or anything like that. The receiver room is weird right now with DeAndre Hopkins suspended. A.J. Green just turned 47, I believe. Hollywood Brown coming into town. And then they're just going to bury, bury, bury Rondell Moore, who it might be like they're the guy they should be getting as many snaps as possible, who had a great promising rookie year uh, down on that depth chart. And then Kyler. If Kyler's healthy, you know, by November, good for him. But he is going to see a drastic, drastic drop, drop off in yeah. play when that new Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> the, the Cardinals are fucked because of Activision. I, is it Activision making this? And the new, receiver, the new receiver. They got Hollywood Brown. Hollywood, to play yeah. Call of Duty with Kyler Murray. They're there we go. They're, they're so fucked. It's not great. <laughs> they're, they're screwed. I think Call of Duty is going to be the downfall of the Arizona Cardinals this year. Cliff Kingsbury, the most scripted head coach in football. He doesn't know how to adjust this team. Always starts off hot and then falls off the face of the earth. And their probably toughest stretch is at the start of this year. You know I'm the most anti-Arizona Cardinals guy there is. I can't stand them. I always pick against them week to week. So, America, I can't say anything bad about that pick. I love that under. Uh, I, I gotta like we gotta like these NFC West unders. We, there's a lot to root against in this division. A lot to root against in this. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will move on. We we covered win totals. I mean, we didn't cover every team, but I, I like the diversity we had there. We had some good agreements that I feel confident about. I like when we're in lockstep, uh, and no real disagreements other than on the Patriots, which yeah. It's just all gut there for me. My gut does not treat me well a lot of the time, whether it's picks or, you know, other stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not feeling too confident there, but let's move on. AFC player props. We're going to go division by division again. uh, This time giving each our favorite player prop. Should be able to rifle through these a bit. I think we're – we talked about this one earlier at work. We're in lockstep. I'll let you kick it off. Well, where where do you want to start? Which division we feel? We feel in the East? so I was going to start AFC East, but I, yeah. in my notes, had it wrong, and I said we're in lockstep because I had NFC East. So let's start with the NFC. Change the NFC banner. Player Ooh, here we go. Fucked up. Let's go. So are, do we have the same one in the NFC East that we discussed? Because I, yeah. I, it still doesn't make sense to me. Disgustingly low. PG, I hope you're listening, baby. PG here. Zeke over 800 and a half rushing yards. Makes wow. no sense to me. Makes absolutely no sense. 
First off, what are we doing here? The Cowboys lost Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's going to be banged up at the start of the year. They're going to run the ball. They're going to use Ezekiel Elliott. I love CeeDee Lamb. I think he can be a number one wideout for him, but he hasn't gotten there yet. They're going to want to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball behind Zeke. Oh, don't start with this Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's going to take his job. I don't want to hear it. Tony Pollard has been carried in his career. He's This is his fourth year. He's not a rookie. He's not a second-year guy. This is his fourth year. He <laughs> has 300, 317 carries to seek 782 carries in that time span. That's over two and a half carries that Zeke has to Pollard's one. And not to mention, two. I don't know why the fantasy football industry just writes off guys out the bat. Zeke's falling in rounds he shouldn't. And people are just assuming that Zeke is this old running back that is getting hurt like all the other old running backs. Zeke has missed two games in the last four seasons, Meerkat. He's not getting hurt. He's missed two games in the last four years. 800 and a half is insulting in Zeke's career so far. 1,631, 983. Oh, he only played 10 games that year, by the way. 1,434, 1,357, 979, and 1,002 yards last year in the year where he busted. Zeke is going to smash this number. The closest he was to not getting over 800 yards was 183 yards in a 10-game season in his second year. It is the most insulting line, I think, of all of the player props. They're going to give Zeke 250-plus carries. He's going to get over 800 yards. He's probably going to go over 1,000 yards again like he has. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I don't know why this year everyone woke up in the offseason and said, let's just write Zeke off completely because that's what it feels like. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't agree more with you. You hit everything, you know, the nail on the head there. You hit everything yeah. I was going to hit on. Um, do you remember when you asked me earlier, you were like, guess what Zeke's rushing prop is at for this year? And you had asked me some before that, and I was pretty close. I'm good with guessing yeah. props. What Do you remember what I said for Zeke? It was, it was, it was like, what, 970 or something? I think I said 960 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> 800 and a half. 160 off. All the other ones I was like within 10. No. Zeke's never had less than 237 carries in a season. Never less than 980 yards. And that was a 10-game season. He's never averaged under four yards per carry, but apparently he's busted. <laughs> And the what? worst thing is people are like, he's getting old, he's getting hurt. I'm going, he doesn't, he hasn't gotten hurt yet. Now what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's getting hurt. He had one 10-game season. <laughs> his whole career. His whole career. He's had one season where he's missed a, more than one game. He's missed two games in four years. What are we doing? This is Vegas taking uh, just the public bias and running with it. Yes. They're just running with it there. Uh, maybe we're wrong, but I love this play. Next up, NFC North. I got passion about Zeke, but and I really are we on the same pick again? Serious? I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. No, Get wait, serious. let me see. Okay. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. No, no. Okay. 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 We're getting serious. We're getting serious here. Real thoughtful. We are going to take DeAndre Swift to have eight or more rushing touchdowns this year. Ooh. At plus one thirty. I really like that value. I'm a huge DeAndre Swift guy. I have a dynasty. I think I'm the original DeAndre Swift guy. Absolutely loved him coming out. Rookie year at uh, Detroit. 
had a good year. Didn't get the touches we want to see, but a real nose for the end zone, having eight rushing touchdowns on just 114 carries. That's what you love to see, that type of conversion rate. He's the red zone back. Now, Jamal Williams had a, a decent role last year. It ate away at him because he became their goal line guy. They had a lot of those situations. So, Swift only five touchdowns in his second season. So I like him to kind of bounce back, reestablish his role this year. He still is their red zone guy, just hasn't been their goal line guy. And I love Jamal Williams and Hard Knocks, the passion. Another anime fan, shout out to him. But I got to root for DeAndre Swift here. I think he is going to be a monster this year. Still last year, in an increased role, only had 151 carries. He's going to see over 200 this year. I'm fairly confident in that. He's a playmaker. He's got a nose for the end zone. Bit of a homeware pick. DeAndre Swift is going to score eight or more touchdowns. It's not more than eight, eight or more. No, I, I like that pick. I think the Lions want Swift to be their running back of the future, so they're going to use him more. And the Lions offense will be better this year than people think. I know my guy, Jared Goff's there, but they have a great receiving core. I like DJ Chark. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. When Jamison Williams gets healthy, I really like that. You have Hawkinson, and then you got a nice – dual running back tandem. They're going to have a lot more scoring opportunities than they had in the previous year. I think that's good value there. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that pick, Mirka. I like it. I like it. I'm going with, and that we talked about this one at work. Okay? This one also doesn't make sense to me. I'm going Alan Lazard over 750 and a half yards at minus 112. Now, before you say, Steve, he's never had over 600 yards in a season. Well, he does. He hasn't started as a, 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 a starting wideout in his first three years of his career. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, remember him? The back-to-back MVP, remember that guy? He yep. said publicly multiple times, Alan Lazard is going to be the number one wideout. But you got all these fantasy experts out here saying these rookies, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they're going to get all the targets. That's never been the case for the Packers. Rodgers said it himself. He does not throw the rookies a lot. And we've seen this year after year after year after year. And guess what, Meerkat? Rodgers' buddy, Rodgers' favorite target last year, Devontae Adams, he's gone. He's not there anymore. Rodgers needs someone he can trust. Sammy Watkins is playing two games. He can't trust him. Randall Cobb's got his slot role, but he's not going to get huge plays. He's turning, what, 65 at the end of this year? Alan Lazard is the number one in Green Bay. If you're telling me the number one receiver in Green Bay, I don't even care who it is who's putting the pads on. If you say the number one target in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, his receiving prop for this season is 750 yards, meaning he just needs 44 yards per game, I don't care who it is. Sign me up for it. And, and Alan Lazard has shown flashes of brilliance. He was very good at the end of last year when they got him more involved in the offense. I, I don't understand it. I don't know why everyone's jumping on these rookies thinking that the Packers are just going to use rookies for the first time, rookie receivers for the first time in Rodgers' career. Alan Lazard is the guy he trusts. Alan Lazard is the guy he said is going to be his number one wideout. So give me Alan Lazard. I love it. We talked about that one earlier. I almost took it too, but I didn't want it to be, you know, matched up with you too much here and there. And I have one I really like here. I hate giving out the unders. We're going to get a bit somber here. Giving out an under. We're putting putting an Amanda Rust as a unit. I can recognize when a man has transitioned to unit dumb, has become a unit. Our boy Lenny. Our boy Lenny is fat. He is. Lenny is Dunzo. Lenny is fat. 
I'm taking him under 750 and a half rushing yards this season. And that's kind of a high number. Let's be real. Lenny had every opportunity last year, only put up 812. Uh, you look back to 2020, obviously a super limited role, but did not look good at all. He hasn't broken this uh, total twice in his five-year career now. Last year was a bit of a downswing. Um, I don't love his – People are so clear-cut that he is going to just be a bell cow for these Tampa Bay I don't get it. I don't think so. I don't get it. He hasn't been that efficient. I really like Ricard White. He's had every opportunity to, you know, be be a guy in that offense. I think they're going to give it to him after fumbling the bag a bit with Keyshawn Vaughn, who still made this team and is still, I think, in their offensive plans. Another good young rusher that they invested a third-round pick in. They're not going to give up on him in his third season. Um, Leonard Fournette, you know what you're going to get out of him. I just think he's simply overrated at this point in his career. He looks like he doesn't care about his body that much. And I don't know. For a guy coming out of college, I was like, this is the next Adrian Peterson to to be at this point. I'm taking him under 750 rushing yards. I, I feel a bit bad. I'm 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 fine with that pick. They they did use Lenny a little bit in the passing game last year too, which would help your prop because it's not being used in the running game. But he he looks like Eddie Lacy in that picture, Meerkat, and we know that's not that's not a good sign. That's not that's not a good sign at all. And plus two, if you're out of shape on a Tom Brady team, you're just getting written off. You're just getting Al- Alex Guerrero is in Bruce Arians here. Like this guy's not on the TB12 method. He's got more than four percent body fat. He's not allowed within fifteen feet of Tom. Exactly. Um, I'm going with a guy that kind of burned us last year. I'm going back to the well, and it's not anything too crazy like what it was last year. But I'm taking Jameis's passing prop over thirty-six hundred and fifty yards. The reason I'm on this, Meerkat, is I love the weapons the Saints have this year. I really do. I know Michael Thomas is dealing with a hamstring right now, but he was look, everyone was saying he looked great in camp, that he should be fully recovered, and we'll see. But if Michael Thomas is there, that is a clear number one. That is a great option. Jarvis Landry, a great safety blanket for him. And they drafted Chris Olave out of Ohio State, who I think is a fantastic wide receiver. The Saints are going to pass the ball. They're not going to be running the ball. I don't think Kamara gets suspended. I really don't see it happening this year unless something crazy happens that comes out but as of now he's going to play and he's the best probably receiving back maybe outside of Christian McCaffrey in the league so I I see the Saints just passing a lot I know Jameis didn't throw the ball a lot I don't know what they were trying to do last year Jameis only averaged 170 passing yards per game they had a really conservative offense that's not how Jameis wants to run let Jameis do what Jameis wants to do and sling it around the field he only needs 214 yards per game for this to hit. The way I don't see it hitting is if he gets hurt or if he gets benched. I don't see the Saints benching him, and obviously we're, we don't want to predict injuries on this show. We're not those types of guys. So I'm taking over 3,650 3, and a half passing yards for Jameis Winston. Love it. J-Boo, baby. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to ride with Jameis. I'm back on Jameis. You can never fade Jameis. Uh, you can ride with him and fail, but you can never fade yes. him. He's just yes. one of those guys. <laughs> uh, 
Next up, we got NFC West. Before we head into the AFC, Steve, I'm gonna let you kick this one off. All right, here, I, got, here, I got something for you coming. Here up. comes the bias alert. Here comes the bias alarm. Here comes the bias alert. I am taking Cam Akers over seven and a half touchdowns, and it's not that I think Cam Akers is gonna be a world class running back this year. I just don't believe what I'm hearing from McVay that oh we aren't gonna have a bell cow back. Oh we we aren't go- we're gonna be splitting fifty. 50 Henderson and Akers. I just don't believe it, Meerkat. Ever since McVay has been the head coach of the Rams, he wants to have that workhorse back. It's happened every single season. I don't see anything changing. And the biggest reason why I think Cam Akers is going to be that guy who gets up there opportunities they rushed him back last year he had a torn achilles and they rushed him back for the playoffs he didn't look great i'll be the first to admit it he did not look great at the end of the year or in the playoffs he looked sluggish he looked slow but he was rushed back from an achilles injury like of course he didn't look great he has an entire offseason to rest i know he's not they're saying he's not fully healthy right now but if he is healthy if he is active he's going to be the rams workhorse on the field and they love to run in the red zone this is going to be a good offense that's going to get a ton of scoring opportunities i think over seven and a half at right around even money is pretty fair that's just eight touchdowns that's scoring in less than half the games and i really did like cam Akers pre-injury now i know they rushed him back and we aren't sure what type of cam Akers we're going to see but the rams invested draft capital in this guy they really like him they've always liked him i think they're going to give him a full season a chance to show he can be the workhorse back so i'm taking Akers over seven and a half touchdowns it's a bias pick a little bit but i can't do a prop for any of these other scum teams niners hawks cardinals get out of here i have to find a run and i'm and i'm going with cam Akers because i don't want to take cooper cup over five thousand receiving yards i don't want to be the guy who has to do that so give me cam Akers. yeah that's that's a tough one and steve i promise this isn't to like elicit a reaction or anything i just have not trusted a rams running back since steven jackson there. Coming off that injury is scary. We're not exactly sure, like you just said, what Cam Akers we're going to see. I like your prop because it takes a lot less to get there. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking him under 849 and a half rushing yards this year. I just think that's a preposterously high number. We've never seen him eclipse that. Obviously, you know, injury has completely derailed him at this point. He looked great uh, as a rookie. They have invested draft capital in them. He's going to have a role in the offense, but he, he just has never had an opportunity to somewhat right. prove me wrong here yet. So 850 is a big number. Cam Akers going for 750, 800 yards, maybe the 750 yards and like eight touchdowns. I can see that. I can see yeah. that out of Cam Akers this season. That's not a bad year, but I'm just not sure what to expect out of him. So I, I just see a lot of value there. Um, I think the number is way too high. I think a lot of people are tempted to take the over because they're like, oh, full year of Akers, yada, yada, finally. So we'll see. Maybe he proves me wrong. I wouldn't hate if he did. And I'm going forward in my notes. I should be going backwards because I completely skipped the AFC earlier. So let's circle back here and get into our AFC. Start us off, Meerkat. I hate this one. I hate this one. But no Bills picks. No Bills picks. No Bills picks. Okay. No Bills picks. I said I was going unbiased. No Bills picks, but... And I'm mad at them right now. I'm not a Bills fan right now. I'm not. All right? I'm a football fan right now. I'm going to say hi. Where's the NFL Shield hat? Where's the NFL Shield hat? You got to get one of those. I need my... 
Steve, talk. <laughs> All right, I'll give my prop while he's going to get his hat. It's not a Bills pick either. I'm taking Garrett Wilson over three and a half TDs. Since the NFL draft, this has been my favorite receiver in this class, probably my favorite offensive player of this rookie class. I think the Jets, I don't really know if the Jets are going to be good, but they have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Three and a half TDs just feels insulting for a guy who is going to be have a regular role in this offense. He's he is going to be the slot receiver. He's going to probably get 100-plus targets this year, and he was incredible for Ohio State. He can run any type of route. If it's the short routes, if it's the deep routes if it's handoffs in the backfield Garrett Wilson is just a weapon overall the Jets don't really have an all-around weapon they did get Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson in the draft two guys who can't do that I love Garrett Wilson you know that Meerkat I've been hyping him up kind of since the draft I everything I've seen from Garrett Wilson has made me like him even more and now that he is going to be a starter for this Jets team I think he's gonna have a ton of opportunities four touchdowns is all he's got to get to three and a half give me that any day of the week I like it. I like Garrett Wilson a lot. Love him and Olave. The only reason I watched Ohio State the past two years. Um, <laughs> didn't find my NFL hat, but we got we, the Hodgins. With Hodgins. We support. We stand. I might sneeze, but I'm going to keep talking until I do. We My AFC East pick. Hate it. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Uh-oh. I can't not take this over. Tyreek Hill over I knew 1,000 it. and a half receiving I knew yards. It. I don't care if he's getting ducks. He is the most quarterback-friendly receiver in this league. He is the most yards after the catch receiver yeah. in this league. They went out and got him. They invested in Tyreek Hill. Tua's just got to be mid. Just be mid, Tua. Just get, just get the ball to him. Five years. Yeah, just get, yeah. throw the wide receiver screens. Literally have him come out of the backfield yes. with fucking running back catching halfback screens. Do whatever you have to do. I don't care. He hasn't had less than 1,180 yards uh, other than the, what, 12 games in uh, 2019 for him. He's just a dude who might not be the huge, huge downfield threat we saw in Kansas City, but he's going to keep going and just be that threat with the ball in his hand. Throw the five yards crossers to him all day throw it to him out of the backfield i don't care what you have to do just put it in his hands he is going to shatter a thousand yards as long as he stays healthy in my opinion yeah i love that pick i I love that pick i i don't understand why everyone's just out on tyreek now i know going from mahomes to tua is a big you know step down but it's tyreek hill he's the fastest player in the nfl just get him the ball in open space we've seen what he can do yeah one thousand percent there so let's move on I want to take every Bills prop there, but like I said. I might, if it gets offered, I might take some Isaiah McKenzie. I'm, I'm all in on McKenzie this year. Yeah, I really like McKenzie. I'm all in on Khalil Shakir. Not that I don't like McKenzie. I know they're similar receivers. I know Shakir's a rookie, um, but he was so impressive in the preseason. I, he, he, he proved he can catch the ball at all three levels of the field. We have uh, college the peanut gallery chiming in. Cody Miles, don't know who this guy is. Basham over on sacks. Not sure we could find that prop anywhere, but I I don't hate it. Shout out, Booker. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Moving to AFC North, I'm gonna. I just gotta get this off my chest. This I I saw this. Let me check. I don't think we're matched up here. All right, no, no, we're on the same team, but different players here. I saw this number. I'm foaming at the mouth. I said I had two L words on the board. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is the second L word. Okay. This is the second L word. I think I know. Can I guess? Nuclear hammer lock. Can I guess? Bateman over. 
We know each other too well. We know each other too well, Bearcats. Young receiver, number one spot on the team. There's a, let's see. Hmm. He's the clear-cut number one receiver. Who's the number two? Fucking Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. I don't think I'm Mark Andrews. I know I say the likely's great, but you can't throw it to your tight ends every single play. You can scheme against that pretty easily. And they just lost Hollywood and Sammy Watkins, who combined for some targets last year—a measly yeah. 195. <laughs> Just a few. Where the hell is the ball going other than Rashad Bateman, who at the end of the year last year looked incredible. He has incredible hands. He's not the biggest playmaker there ever was, but he is a guy who can get up. He can catch the ball. He can catch the ball all three levels of the field. Like I just, you know, said with Shakira, I hate repeating the same thing, but he's that type of guy. He's got incredible hands, and Lamar is not a man on a mission this year. I think they looked like they had a good relationship last yeah. year. Bateman is just so prime. Where the hell are those 200 targets going to go? Other What's than the line? What's the line? I didn't even say it. What the oh. hell? Bateman, over 825 and a half receiving yards. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. This is a nuclear <laughs> that's ridiculous i'm kind of it, kind of in a similar boat i love that i'll probably take some of that because that line just makes no sense to me meerkat but what happens when you lose receivers on a team that already likes to run the ball they run the ball more and the ravens are going to run the ball guess what lamar jackson's rushing pop prop is 900 and a half yards and i love the over that he rushed for over a thousand yards his two full seasons before that last year he didn't get there because he missed five games but he still averaged 64 rushing yards a game what does that come out to in a 17 game season 1086 right now Dobbins is a little banged up Gus Edwards is on the pup list you have a backfield situation that's a little questionable like you said it it's Bateman and then Duvernay for the receivers, you have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews will be Mark Andrews. We get that. But if the Ravens want to move the ball, they're going to have to run the ball. And they're going to run the ball with the best running quarterback in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy, will easily get to this number. He'll easily get over 900. He's a lock for over 1,000 yards if he just stays healthy. I think it's kind of not an insulting line, but it's one of those where it's just like overreacting to Lamar last year because people don't realize he missed five games because he was hurt for a little bit of it. The Ravens don't have a lot of good receivers. Really, it's outside of Bateman. There's no one. If they want to move the ball, they're going to have to get back to their bread and butter, a running team, and I think the Ravens are going to be good this year. Their defense is going to be so much better, which means they're not going to have to be on the field the whole game. I think the Ravens can just do what they want to do with these 15 play drives where 12 of them are runs and about half of those are from the quarterback with Dobbins back too. We saw with Lamar and Dobbins when he was healthy, using that option offense was lethal. Give me Lamar over 900 and a half. I love that. Absolutely love that. A little teaser, a little teaser. Let me talk about Lamar in a little bit. Ooh, a little tease, just a little one. That's kind of a big one, actually. I kind of cards <laughs> left of these last two divisions, but at AFC South, almost at NFC South, AFC South. I think you have a homer play here, so I'm going to let you go first. I know it's not technically a homer play, but it's definitely a homer play. Just admit it, to it. It's not a homer play. It's not a homer play. 
It's it's Robert Woods over seven hundred. It's it's Robert Woods over seven hundred seventy-five and a half receiving yards. And the reason I don't think it's a homer play is because he was very very good last year. He was on pace for a great year before he got hurt. He was not. Way right up there with Cooper Cup, but he was having a great season himself. He was on pace for a thousand and fifty yards. I mean, seven hundred and seventy-five just doesn't make sense to me. When all four years with the Rams, he eclipsed that mark, and he eclipsed over a thousand two of those years. It's just I, you know, I love these receivers that kind of everyone's down on and they don't really care about. If you look at the Titans' receiving room, I know Tannehill's the quarterback. I'm not a huge Tannehill fan, but they lost AJ Brown. Those yards have to go somewhere. Traylon Burks has had a very questionable pre-CI later down the road. It could be a rocky start for him. Nikhil Westbrook-Akini is the other receiver in the room, and Racy McMath Robert Woods, they're saying, is healthy and will play week one. And if, if that's the case, he's going to be the safety-wide receiver for Ryan Tannehill. Robert Woods, what makes him so great is he runs those QB-friendly routes. I think 775 yards is very obtainable for him. And I don't think the Titans are going to want to run Derrick Henry 500 times this year. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to pass a little more. I'm taking Robert Woods over 775 and a half. It's right at minus 110. I I looked in the AFC South, and that was the one that just jumped off the page because it's a receiver coming off an injury where everyone's down on, but it's like he's still a good receiver. He's been he's Mr. Consistent. Robert Woods, when he was with the Rams, was Mr. Consistent. Every game you could pencil him in for like 70 receiving yards. I'm t- I'm taking it. I- I'm I'm. It- don't call it a homer play. It's not a homer play. Meerkats will be like, "Oh, it's your Titans, though." I don't care. Robert Woods over seven seven five and a half. It's not only your Titans. It's also your Rams and your Bills former receiver. <laughs> this just hit him everything. That's titans. why I don't love it. You are My the biggest titans. titans homer I know. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get into that this year when you take them every other week. Oh yeah, but. My AFC it South out the past couple of years. This is my only like. like this is it won't this year. I've said it the past two years. You know they're gonna <laughs> fall off. It's definitely gonna happen this year because Tannehill's gonna hit the bed, and we are gonna see our sweet prince Malik Willis take the reins. Then they will finally be able to ascend. But until then, this is my only like. I'm letting it swing pick. Like, you know, oh, it's just crazy value. I I don't hate it. This isn't just a dart at a wall. Shout out the dart. The dart's over there right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence to throw at least 30 touchdowns plus wow. 90. I know wow. that's a little absurd. I know in I that, you know, I know in that off year he had between college and the NFL before his rookie year this year, uh, he only threw 12 touchdowns. But what year? What year? I don't remember that year. He had that gap year. He, he played oh, okay. in the okay. XFL or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but finally, rookie in the NFL, you love to see it. So much expectations. Number one overall pick. He's uh, Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know. I, it's just way too much of value. I'm actually excited to see him develop as a quarterback um, with a competent offense, a, a decent coach who knows what he's doing running an offense as well. You have ETN back to you know provide another weapon for you, a stable weapon that you can kind of grow with. Uh, yes. in this offense. James Robinson, still a nice safety blanket to have. Even Snoop Connors, a sneaky name in the running back room there. And then shout out Jersey John, our boy. They got Christian Kirksard. 
Marvin Jones Jr., who's just Mr. Consistent. Zay Jones, which that was a bad move, but it, it's a decent receiver room. And Evan Ingram, I've said it, this fifth year in the league. The past four years, Evan Ingram is going to be an all-pro tight end if he stays healthy. This is the year for him to do that. This is this is finally the year for him to do that. That offensive line is not bad. Um it's a bit of a weird strategy they took. Uh, I believe they only kept, like, I saw a tweet, like, seven or eight linemen, uh, which, you know, they're loading up on offensive talent, so you love to see that. The defense isn't terrible, uh, so I just like the Jags to ascend this year, but I, uh, behind Trevor Lawrence, and he's that type of guy. Everyone loves to compare it to, like, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and shit as rookies or whatever. Like, oh, they threw 30 interceptions, then they threw 30 touchdowns. It's like... I, Trevor Lawrence has the arm to do it. Now he has competent receivers and a competent offense. So I, I, that's just incredible value. Yeah, I, I like that pick. And not to mention, too, Etienne, he played with him in college. They had a great yeah. chemistry together. That's someone, if Etienne's healthy, will get 100-plus targets out of the backfield. Those are perfect for those kind of short yardage goal line situations to get receiving touchdowns. Exactly. As much as, you know, we like to shit on Zay Jones. Zay Jones is actually a decent red zone uh, option. He's pretty crafty in there. But we'll move on from that just weird pick. It's a weird pick. I'm sorry for throwing a value out there. It's just great value. I actually believe in it. I'm going to dabble on it. Uh, But we got AFC West to close out the player props here. I'm just going to get it out of the way. This is a guy I did like in college. I did like him in the pre-draft process. Then his rookie year, completely, completely lost all faith in him. Last year, a bit of a rebound, but he's dealt with injuries and stuff. And I, this is just a guy, my main explanation is I don't see it. He doesn't have it. And that's what you want to see. We're going Jerry Judy under 900 and a half receiving yards. I think he can get near this number. I think he's a seven, 800 yard receiver in this offense with Russell Wilson, but I don't even see him being the number one option. Um, I, I, I like, I like, you know, Corlin son and KJ handler a lot. I don't think he's the guy he's got bad hands. He just does. I think he, sub, I think he had a sub 50% catch rate, uh, his rookie season jumped up a bit last year, but still not great. Just a guy you, you don't have confidence in. You can't rely in and route hasn't expanded in the NFL. How people would hope there's a guy who kind of peaked in college like but that peak was good enough to carry to the nfl where he can be a good third receiver i think in this league maybe a fourth but he's just not a one two top option you can rely on yeah no i don't mind that the only thing that scares me there is the quarterback upgrade is substantial it's it's a huge upgrade and i I do like Cortland sutton too but you know it's both it's two prove it guys i mean you could throw hamler in there as well it's three guys hey prove it we've seen flashes of talent whether judy was in college sutton a couple years ago it's like prove it so i I don't mind that pick i don't i don't think i'll take it but um I, i don't hate it i'm just i'm always worried about when receivers get a big quarterback upgrade fading them you know i love young receivers too for me to fade one like this i know i know (laughs) i know and then for me meerkat i mean i'm gonna be talking about this guy a couple times herbert over 35 and a half touchdowns i i love justin herbert i love this chargers offense i i'm not gonna reiterate all the points i said about the chargers earlier when i took their win total over but as you can tell i'm ready for the chargers to hurt me once again herbert over 35 and a half touchdowns they have such a good receiving core keenan allen and mike williams is a great one two and josh palmer looked really good at the end of last year loved him coming out of college i think it's a great trio of weapons 
for Herbert to use, as well as having Austin Eckler, who's one of the best pass-catching backs in the backfield. Austin Eckler had eight receiving touchdowns last year, and a lot of those came in goal line situations. Herbert, I think he gets over 35 and a half if he plays every game. He threw the ball 672 times last year. The Chargers want to pass. That is their offense. They're building it around Herbert. They're going to throw. He had 38 touchdowns last year. This is somewhere where I would almost look for value, too, to get plus odds and to Herbert to throw over 40 touchdowns because I think it's a big possibility. I love Justin Herbert this year. And like I said, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder for all the love Burrow got with their run. I think this is the year everyone's reminded of how good justin herbert is 100 percent. you know you know i love me some herbie um just a great quarterback he's gonna throw it 700 times this year it's gonna be yeah. insane it's gonna be awesome um not you know with the afc competitor but it's a football i'm a football fan right now remember football fan football fan football, football. fan meerkat uh okay let's get into it our final section awards we'll rip through these MVP, as I alluded to it, taking Lamar plus 2,000. My pick is actually Josh Allen, but we're not taking any bills right now. Uh, That's ridiculous odds for Lamar, though. It's it's. I, I, my first note is I love Jalen Hurts, but the fact him and Lamar have the same MVP odds is fucking insane. It's insane. What the hell? Um, we've talked about Lamar multiple times already. Not much more to say. I mean, he's already won it once. He can prove he's done it. Ravens going to have a huge year. He's going to be absolutely carrying that offense in multiple facets. And with that contract situation, he's going to be pissed off playing even harder. What way to earn yourself with the contract? Uh, nice little bump of, you know, highest contract contract in NFL history that is going to be on the horizon for him then with a little MVP to top it off. Yep. And I've talked about this guy. I just talked about him. My MVP picks, Justin Herbert, plus 900. I love those odds. And when, when people get mad at futures, oh, it's like short odds. It's like, think of taking a plus 900 dog somewhere. Like, it, it is, I think, ridiculously great odds to get for Justin Herbert, who I think is in probably the best situation to win the MVP outside of Josh Allen. But we're not giving out Josh Allen today. We're not allowed to do that. We're not going to do it. I, I just love this offense. I think the Chargers have a great defense. And I think they're going to be a much better team than previous years and as much as people don't want to believe it if you win 13 14 games or if you make that jump you're going to be a much better chance to win the mvp than if your team wins eight or nine games i i I just love Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's got all the weapons to succeed, an improved offensive line, a better defense. I think this is the year Justin Herbert just really balls out. Not that he hasn't before, but it's kind of been under the radar ball out. I think this is the one where Herbert – Still don't talk about him as like a top five quarterback. Exactly, and, yeah. and it's blasphemous. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's move on. Offensive player of the year, MVP light, and I, I, Jonathan Taylor. I just got to take him, short odds, whatever, plus 900. He's going to have another MVP caliber season. I think he might even be better than last year. Uh, Would it surprise me if he averages 25, 30 touches a game Uh, overall, especially with Matt Ryan uh, getting up there in age, dumping the ball off more. I like Naheem Hines, too, out of that backfield a lot this year. But Jonathan Taylor's an absolute workhorse. He's so talented. He's so good. Uh, Obviously, running back's not going to win MVP. We right. uh, they can, but it hasn't. Ha- it doesn't happen. Yeah. So this is the consolation prize. Jonathan Taylor, I like him a lot at these short odds. I think that's fine. The only reason I wouldn't take that pick is I usually like to take offensive player of the year of a guy who 
kind of not not comes out of nowhere, but has a big year after maybe not so much having a big year before. And Jonathan Taylor was fantastic last year. If it wasn't for a little guy named Mr. Cooper Cup, he would have won Offensive yeah. Player of the Year. Cooper Cup just broke record after maker. record. And I don't know. It's I think for Taylor to win Offensive Player of the Year, he'd have to be that much better than he was last year. I think that's hard to do. Now, someone who can be that much better than they were last year is someone who probably didn't play last year, didn't play much the year before. Christian McCaffrey at 20 to one. I, I, I understand he's coming off two injuries, right? America? I understand he's missed a bunch of games the past two years, but it's Christian McCaffrey at 20 to one odds. If he's healthy for the entire season, not only is he probably going to get the most touches, the most volume of any running backs in the NFL, he'll probably have the most production. He's probably going to have a ridiculous year. We'll have over a thousand receiving yards, maybe over like 1200, 1400 rushing yards. And we both agree that we think the Panthers are going to be a much better team. They're only going to be a much better team. If Christian McCaffrey is the focal, point of that offense and I think he will be I think Christian McCaffrey stays healthy he wins this word and he kind of runs away with it because it's someone people haven't seen in two years and I'm like reminded oh yeah it's Christian McCaffrey he's the best weapon in the NFL right now I love McCaffrey and I think 20 to one odds is just way 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 too high of odds for him right now I don't understand how and I get because he's healthy but Jonathan Taylor's odds half of McCaffrey no, I, I I have to take it with the value there. Yeah, yeah. odds are great there, plus 2,000. Yep. He's CMC. If he's healthy, if the Panthers take that next step, like we both think, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the yep. conversation. Um, I like that pick there. Defensive player of the year, though, I am going with short odds again at plus 900. This is my guy. I said before the draft last year, a bold claim. Not that we knew he wasn't be good, but I called. I said that he is going to be an NFL Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah, you loved him. He won the Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. He is going to win Defensive uh, Player of the Year. He blew it out of the water. <laughs> Micah Parsons, yeah. he, just an absolutely incredible athlete. I love, love, love. Maybe my favorite not build defensive player in the league is Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard's never going to win this award. He, he's right. done everything he can, and the voters still refuse to acknowledge him. But Micah Parsons in that Dallas spotlight, a little more shine on him. People have more eyes on him, hype him up a little more. This is his chance. This is the chance to make up for your your older clone, Darius, and really come through here. All pro is a rookie, defensive player of the year, first team pro bowler. He looked so, so good at 16 games. He had 13 sacks, 84 tackles, 20 of them for a loss, and 30 quarterback hits. Just an absolute terror in the backfield. If he, you know, continues to be a thumper, force those fumbles, get that sack number to 10, hit 100 tackles, and just have the presence he has, he can easily be defensive player of the year because of the national eyes on him, especially because I Darius Leonard might have a better year than him, but nobody's yeah. going to care. I, no, it, it, it rips my heart out. It makes me so sad. In the market Parsons plays in, right? For the Cowboys, he's always going to be in those big games that everyone's watching, the prime time, the spotlight. I, I like the pick. I mean, he very – I don't know if he could have won it last year, but he played like a defensive player of the year last year, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I'm going with an odds play, and it's Khalil Mack at 
plus 2,800. 28 to 1 on Khalil Mack just does not make sense to me. He is healthy right now. He's healthy this offseason, and he's off the Bears. That's that's number one, right? That's that's good move, number one. Number two, he joins a Chargers team where you have Joey Bosa on the other side. And these are two guys who can get hurt from time to time, but they're both healthy right now. Kalimak's going to have a lot of opportunities to make big plays. He's going to have a ton of opportunities to make game-changing plays. I think Bosa was like 25 to 1 as well, so if you want to go the other side, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm just taking the odds here because we've seen Khalil Mack play at the defensive player of the year level before, and I think this Chargers team, I think this is finally the year they're going to get over the hump, and when you are playing well, that's when everyone starts to notice you. If the offense is going well, then the defense is going well I really like Khalil Mack he's in a great division which means he gets a lot of chances to make those game-breaking plays against teams like the Raiders the Broncos the Chiefs I just think 28 to 1 is just way too high of odds for Khalil Mack who we've seen do it before and it's not like he's that old I think Khalil Mack still has a bunch of years left in the tank I'm taking him at 28 to 1 in probably the best situation he's been in since he was drafted yeah, I just it's a good value there. You got a roof for Khalil Mack. Both of us went to UB. Only one of us graduated from it. We'll let you guys guess who. <laughs> Probably not the guy that looks like this right now. <laughs> let's go. One semester, University of Buffalo. Go Bulls. Horns up. Uh, <laughs> but we will get into offensive rookie of the year next. I keep taking chalk, short odds, whatever. I've been given I gave out Trevor Lawrence 30 plus touchdowns. Get off my back. All right. We're going with Drake London plus 800. I, I liked him a lot in the pre-draft process. He looked good at USC. It's not like he was just a flash in the pan. He had two very good years as a freshman and sophomore, just not as that top, top guy. As a junior, got to be a top, top guy, caught 88 balls, saw a lot thrown his way. He's a super, super quarterback friendly receiver. Um, so that's why whether Ritter ends up taking the helmet sometime this year, which I would love to see, or it's Mariota throwing him the ball, he's in this offense, this depth chart, the number two is Brian Edwards. It's kind of like Rashad Bateman, not as bad, um, but he's going to see 80 to 100 balls minimum this year as a rookie, super quarterback friendly guy. I could see him easily having an, you know, 85 catch, uh, like, 1100 yard season which as a it's a lot to expect out of this guy but it's just so much volume coming this way the sheer volume is going to result in numbers especially because of his play style uh and he's got an all-time name so go drake london great name I don't love it just because I, the quarterback scares me with Mariota. And then I think Kyle Pitts is the true number one receiving option in that offense. Yeah. But I'm going to take a rookie receiver as well. You normally for rookie of the year, I usually always go quarterback, but I just don't know when Kenny Pickett's going to play. I just don't know when Malik Willis is going to play. So I'm taking a receiver and Meerkat. I know, you know, I've been talking about this guy all off season and it, it takes a lot for me to put trust in a team. And I don't even think I have trust in this team because I know they'll just find a way to blow it. 
But how do the Jets ruin Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson at plus 1,100. I loved him coming out of college. His catch radius is absurd. He can catch anything within uh, like a six-feet vicinity of it. It's ridiculous. He has incredible route running, and his initial release is probably the best of the entire class. I loved him when I scouted Wilson. I think he is the best overall receiver for the Jets. He's going to be a starter from week one. That's a important because he'll get the snaps he'll get the volume and the Jets are probably going to be passing a lot this year I don't I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to be leading a lot having to run the ball I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot and they want to see what they when he does play when what they can get out of Zach Wilson I think Zach Wilson is going to give it a lot to Garrett Wilson because he's someone who can get open he can do a lot in space he's great after the catch I think he's the best overall receiver in this draft class I just hate where he landed because the Jets will ruin everyone and anyone but Garrett Wilson at plus 1100 I'm taking it I'm all in on Garrett Wilson this year is it terrifying absolutely because I'm all in on a Jets player but I don't care that's why we give these out plus 1100 just too too good odds for me to pass that up that's great odds there um don't hate it. I, like I said, I loved Olave and Garrett Wilson. Only reason I tuned into Ohio State so much the last couple of years because young receivers and me, we just got a thing. But yeah, we'll move on. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'm checking the notes right now because I think we're we're back to being on we the same guy. We'll, we have we'll to be. You. Well, you can kick it off. Kick it off. I mean, it, it's Kyle Hamilton. It, it, it's it plus 900 Kyle Hamilton. I don't know how he's not the favorite, number one. And number two, if you've heard anything from me, America, talk about the defensive players in this draft class, you know how much we love Kyle Hamilton. I despise Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. It is very easy for me to root against Notre Dame players to say they're not going to be good. And I couldn't with Kyle Hamilton. He's just that good. He is a ball-hawking all over the field type of safety. He will be on one side of the field and make the play on the other side of the field. He's going to stop the run. He's going to get involved in the pass rush. He can do everything. He's a physical safety, but he's also going to be a guy who has potential to have six to eight interceptions, and he lands in the perfect landing spot for young defensive players with the Baltimore Ravens, with a healthy secondary, with a great coach in John Harbaugh. I love Kyle Hamilton at plus nine it might be it is you know it is it is my favorite awards prop for this year i think kyle hamilton runs away with this much like micah parsons did last year yep you you hit the nail on the head uh we're both on kyle hamilton here he was my favorite player in this pre-draft process not favorite defensive player my favorite player his tape is incredible he's the rare sideline to sideline ed zone to end zone safety that can make plays at any level on the field and he can do whatever you want him to it's hard not to notice this guy when he's playing your eyes are drawn to him he's in on every single play he makes big plays he's consistent he's just such a good football player and he doesn't land in a better situation yeah. it's just it's just everything coming up, Kyle Hamilton. I'm, I'm happy he landed there. Not like uh, my favorite player in last year's draft, JOK, you know, in hell right now. But <laughs> speaking of hell and Cleveland being in hell, my comeback player of the year is Baker Mayfield. Got to do I love it. it. I, I love have, it. We're, we talked about it enough. We're both so high on Baker this year. We're both rooting for him, and I want him to ruin the Browns' lives. I just – 
want That's Baker to come out absolutely on fire. I want him to just dominate. I want him to just just make them feel miserable what they're doing at quarterback right now. We won't get into nope. it, but I want Baker to just have that, you know, hey, I'm back. I am a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, I will say it's not the best comeback story necessarily. It's not like he's coming off some uh, horrific injury, which you're getting into. Yeah, what I'm getting into, and Meerkat, what I will say is the alternate spreads for Panthers, Browns, week one, that's just, we're pounding the table on that. We're pounding the table on that. But I gave this guy out as Offensive Player of the Year, and if he wins Offensive Player of the Year, I don't know how he doesn't win Comeback Player of the Year, and that's Christian McCaffrey. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey at 20-1 to for Offensive Player of the Year. If he wins Offensive Player of the Year, he's a lot to win Comeback Player of the Year. He's not going to win Offensive Player of the Year, and not win comeback play there. So that's where my logic lies. I'm all in on McCaffrey this year. I'm all in on him fantasy. I'm all in on him for the props. I'm all just all in on McCaffrey. He's a weapon. I really want to root for this Panthers team. They have two guys I really want to root for, Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey. And to your point, I think Baker Mayfield, it is a, would be cool if he won comeback player of the year, but it is not as good of a story as McCaffrey coming back from his injuries. And if Baker's going to have a good year, McCaff- it's going to be through Christian McCaffrey, who's just a weapon i love christian mccaffrey this year plus 700 comeback player of the year if i'm taking him an offensive player of the year i'm taking him comeback it's pretty logical yep it just makes sense um we'll move on our last award category nfl coach of the year steven who do you got the odds are insulting for this insulting meerkat and i understand it's the well-known coaches don't typically win the award it's the shiny new toy but this team went eight and nine last year they're healthy this year and i think they can win 13 maybe 14 games and if they do that like they've done in the past he's going to win coach of the year it's john harbaugh at 20 plus 2500 john harbaugh is a very good coach he is a very good coach and the ravens are going to be a very good team i just think the ravens if they win this division if they play as well as i think they will this year i think harbaugh's pretty much one of the favorites to win coach of the year they're not going to give it to guys like mcdermott mcveigh to guy they're just not going to it doesn't happen and the ravens the reason why it's kind of an exception to the world they're not going to give it to andy reed they're not going to give it to coaches like that the ravens are exception to the world they weren't a good team last year they were eight and nine they dealt with a lot of injuries they weren't a great team and when the ravens are good the ravens are great they don't beat you a 13 to 10 game they beat you 41 to 14 they bully teams when they're on and i think the ravens are set up for a great season and it's another odds play meerkat 25 to 1 on john harbaugh after a disappointing year i can't pass that up i can't pass that up at all no that's we talk about the ravens a ton tonight we both love them this year we love lamar we love rashad baby now we love we love kyle hamilton holy shit <laughs> we we're all over the ravens, the ravens. Um, i'm going from a titans bias fan to a ravens bias fan this year that that's where it goes to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hop off the afc north though and hop over to that fc counterpart there my coach of the year we talked a lot about this team too i'm going with dan and campbell plus 16 <sighs> Okay. I love this play. I love this man. I love Dan Campbell. He's awesome. 
I love the Lions to make some noise this year. I like them to break their win total. I like their offensive playmakers to make some noise as well. The offense outside of Goff is so good and so young. I know Goff, oh, he's been to a Super Bowl. I know you got to defend him as a homer, but not a big Jared Goff guy. But he's got enough. He's got enough. Just he's got enough. He's right? got yeah. enough. That offensive line is starting to get there. And now that defense finally has a cornerstone in Aiden Hutchinson. And please, please, I know I don't like Ohio State, but I watched him a lot, and I loved him coming out of the draft. Please let Jeffrey Okuda be healthy. Yes, yes. Let him be healthy this year. His first two years, I think he's played what? One game? Yeah, like, it's, it, it's bad. It's it's terrible to see he has potential to be a top five cornerback in this league. So if he's healthy this year, along with Aiden Hutchinson, those are just cornerstone pieces for a defense that's been looking for those type of guys for a while now. Um, so you love to see that. And I mean, watching Hard Knocks, it's just how can you not absolutely root for this guy? I want to see the tears from Dan Campbell when the Lions win like nine games this year. He doesn't get fired, and he wins coach of the year. I want to see those tears because they're going to make me cry too. Are you a little worried because it's the hard knocks coach, because it's a guy everyone wants to root for? Are you a little worried with that that may not end well? Maybe a little bit, but like I still just think he it's the perfect, perfect candidate regardless yeah. of hard knocks because he's been a guy in headlines the past few years, a different type of coach, yeah. doing goofy, funny, weird shit, saying Talk weird about things. a player's coach, Just too. a player's coach. Yeah. His players want to play for him. He has a talented roster. He's a smart guy. Um, it's not like he's just some schmuck. There's a reason he still sticks around after – his failures because you want to root for this guy. You want to play for him. He's smart. He's just had such shitty situations. I think this is the best situation he's had yet in the NFL. He is so passionate and the lions, they could make a little noise this year. I'm not saying there's some contender or anything, but the the lions could could sneak into the NFC wildcard. We love their weapons. We love their offense. They have a good offensive line. Jared Goff has all the tools to just have an, just be okay. That's yeah. all we're asking. Just be average. Every God. every p- positional group on their offense is v- young and probably above average. I'd say offensive line may be average, mm-hmm. but everything else is at least you know very good outside of Jared Goff. But he's been no Super Bowl. He's not that bad. So just be a game manager. Do your thing. Get the ball in these guys' hands. Don't fuck up. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Very easy. It's that easy. That easy. Yeah, it's, football's an easy sport, guys. Football's it's easy. Yeah, you did it before. You can do it again. But that'll wrap it up for us. We we got some good picks for you guys. We had a lot of fun on this show. It is so, so good to be back talking <sighs> football. Stevie knows I've been busy as hell recently. I've been miserable, yada, yada. Uh, this isn't just a show put it on right now. I don't have energy for an hour, 40 minutes of this. But I do because I had a lot of fun. I yeah. love talking football. I love being back with Stevie on camera. We don't get a lot of chances at work to do stuff together, even though next Tuesday, yeah, he'll see us. But yeah, Steve, thanks for joining I mean, me. I just can't. I, I can't wait, Meerkat. We're back. Football season. We're going to be giving weekly picks to again. I oh, can't yeah. wait for that. And maybe, maybe we may have some special guests on throughout the season. See if they can beat. The quote-unquote experts. We're not experts, but hey, 
If you want to fade us, by all means, come on the show. Let us know. I just can't wait to talk football week to week. I can't wait to find those teams that break our hearts, find those teams that we make fun of each other for, find the teams we completely write off, the teams that we cancel. It's going to be a fun season, Mirka. It was just a pleasure talking football again. It's been way too long. Way, way, way too long. So that'll do it, though. Thank you, guys. We will be back next week. We will be posting this episode to streaming. You want to listen to us throughout the week, get all the plays, figure it out. We got you. You're fading us? Let us know. We got you. It's a, you're okay to fade other people. Captain Ferdinand taught us that. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us. Meerkat, Stevie, we're out of here.